0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, I'm your host, Dave, and today I have the pleasure of talking with Mohit Srivastav. Mohit is a Senior Manager, Product Management for Front end, Web, and Mobile at AWS. Mohit, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I'm so glad to be able to chat with you.
1: Hi there. Uh, I am really happy to be doing this, and I'll just start off with a little bit about myself, if that's okay.
0: Yeah, sure. Please do. And I I, want to Um, like I'm really excited. I watched the launch for Amplify and Amplify Studio. So I just, I love hearing about what people are doing on the team and your journey in AWS.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, so let me say a little bit about myself. So I'll unpack, you know, front-end web and mobile first. Uh, So specifically, I work on three products, uh, Amplify, AppSync, and Device Farm. And the common thread across these products is they're all for front-end web and mobile developers. And we really try and, uh, with these products, we really try and help, Front-end web and mobile developers build high-quality apps uh, faster. It's a little bit about myself outside work too. Um, I love tinkering and pet projects, so 3D modeling and 3D printing is the is is my current thing. There.
0: I, oh, I love nice. What do you print? What do you print? Are you like making like specific things? I just uh, I love 3D printing. I don't have one yet, but I've seen the stuff that people are doing.
1: Yeah. So there's a little bit of uh, me, like. Printing stuff just because I can, yeah. <laughs> and then me printing stuff because I actually need it. So I've organized my entire desk, for example, with 3D printed cable organizers and like oh, yeah. you know, post it note holders and 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 stuff like that. We've done Christmas gifts, you know. I've I've done these, these things yeah. called lithophane lanterns with 3D printings to give personalized you know personalized gifts. Printed some just decorations, you know, some architecture uh, using 3D prints. It's it's been really fun, and it's yeah. also been a way for me to get introduced into 3D modeling, uh, which you know is, is a space I wasn't too familiar with before.
0: Yeah, like I've done some stuff. I, 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 front end and mobile has been a passion of mine for years. I got to work on uh, Windows Phone when I was at uh, Microsoft. Helped launch that. I, I launched Fire Phone here at Amazon and talking to, to game devs and just like. Unity, right? So, doing a lot of things in Unity and Blender, it's just amazing to me what you can do with these 3D models. And for me, 3D printing has been, so I rebuild like old computers like Commodore. I'm like so into Commodore 64, 128, and all these like 1084S monitors. If anyone's listening that knows this, like the front panels break off all the time. So, like 3D like printing has been you know being able to like repair these plastic pieces and everything so that's great Did, is there like do you still use blueprints do they have that like i remember back in the day there was like you could go to a website and download these prints and yeah. some of it was open source and it was like a whole catalog of stuff
1: yeah there's tons of uh you know open oh, source so cool. yeah you know, open source creative commons uh, designs across the internet and then there's all kinds of software you know, software too for you know either starting from scratch or customizing existing uh, existing designs. And there's a full spectrum of like you know drag and drop tools on one extreme to more like developer friendly tools on the other extreme, yeah. where you can basically write code and, and you can design using code, which tends to be where I <laughs> I'm more familiar. Yeah, with that. that's where I, that's I'll where have where to.
0: I I, and I, I don't, don't want go. to take the whole episode up with three D printing, but I'll have to ask you about this offline. Like it's just that's just fascinating to me to be able to take it's kind of the the dream of the metaverse right is to kind of model in the digital realm the physical realm and there's things you can do in a digital representation of something in the physical realm that you can't in the physical realm everything from like wireless networks to actually doing architecture to of course gaming you can see my background and how much of a gamer i am and everything (laughs) so yeah that's great so uh, let's get back to amplify so you, you you run all these different products just had uh, an amazing reinvent. I saw the announcement in Werner's keynote. Why don't you, for the audience who doesn't know what Amplify is, why don't you just level set, and then we'll we'll go into what are some of these new announcements?
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and that sounds great. Uh, so I'll share. You know, start off by just sharing a little bit about Amplify overall. Uh, and Amplify is a set of tools that brings the power of AWS uh, to to professional front-end web and mobile developers. Um, And with Amplify, you can enable things like data storage, authentication, file storage. Uh, You can host your app, uh, and you can do much more, really, to your front-end web or mobile app. And to give you a little bit of a flavor of how it works, uh, developers define their back-end using uh, either our Amplify CLI or console, which is an abstraction on CloudFormation. And the thing about these tools is they provide a use case instead of a service-focused developer experience. So right. you do Amplify add Auth, for example, instead of manually configuring Cognito or other services required for Auth. And then once you have your backend, you can access that backend from your app using Amplify libraries and UI components, which are abstractions on the lower level AWS SDKs. So for example, we have a authenticator component for React and Flutter that lets you add a whole bunch of sign-up and sign-in flows, multi-factor auth, all of that kind of stuff in a in a single line of code. And then finally, finally you can... Oh, I'm, go ahead, I'll, yeah, yeah, you have a question, no, go for I, it. Was,
0: I was just going to say, as I I love any kind of full-stack tool. Uh, as someone who came from talking to indie game devs all the time, it's like, these companies, I mean, some of the most popular, still, some of the most popular mobile apps, it's like two or three people. <laughs> you know, so it's not like I've got these back-end, and AWS has enabled so much of that Turnkey, you know, the invention of serverless, being able to just kind of do and concentrate on that UI and being able to plug in. So I love that about Amplify that it has these kind of low code solutions, and then I can modify. Um, so what now is introduced with Amplify Studio? It, it, I imagine that yeah, kind perfect. of ties this better, right? <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so I'll just say one last bit about Amplify, and then I'll answer. Yeah, yeah. Go about yeah. So last part time. of Amplify is hosting. Uh, so we have a. Yeah. You know, Part of Amplify is, is something called Amplify Hosting. And you can host web apps built in React or, or Next.js uh, using Amplify Hosting just by pointing to source control. So you don't you, even if you have Got it. You know, the app has nothing to do with Amplify yet, you can point to source control and, and deploy it. And you know, one one other important part about Amplify is you can use the tools on their own with existing apps. So you can just use hosting if you'd like. Um, or you can use them all together in a new in a new application.
0: Oh, interesting. Now, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So now with that, I'll dive into uh, Studio. What exactly is Studio, uh, and why am I excited about it? Uh, so Studio layers on top of everything I just talked about. So you know, Amplify is layered, and Studio layers on top. And there's two key new things it provides. One is visual, uh, visual development experience for both the app front end and the back end. Um, you know, and specifically new capabilities around building the front end. Like we already had some of the capabilities for the back end. We've added new capabilities for the front end. And specifically, we give you visual ways to create the front end UI, uh, and we give you visual ways to connect the front end with the back end that you can also create uh, also create in in Studio. And because everything is layered, like we talked about earlier, uh, you know, you can you can ultimately access any of the 175 AWS services to extend and customize the app as as you need.
0: I love it. I when I was watching this keynote. I So like a little, <laughs> one of the, and I still, and if there are probably people listening, I still haven't gotten over Silverlight and Rhea, which was rich internet applications like years ago. This is all before HTML5. There was this real push for UX, designers, developers, how does everyone talk to each other? And there was a bunch of old, if anyone remembers the company Macromedia who Adobe acquired, there was a bunch of people who came from Macromedia and created this tool called uh expression studio and there might be people listening to this and like i remember expression and i i loved it it was very much like a designer tool that generated basically a meta language in the back end that developers could code against and there it was the first time and i feel like this is lost to history because once html5 came we we moved across with a lot of these different web2 tools Um, but it was really this push to be able to edit the same project, whether you were a designer or a developer and start talking in whatever language that you were familiar with and just have that workflow. And I feel like Amplify Studio is now taking that head on. Is, is that where your your head's been at and your team, like really looking at that designer developer workflow and simplifying things for people on both sides of that equation?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great analogy and I think that's accurate. Uh, you know, with Amplify in general, we try and meet developers and, and teams where they are. Right. <laughs> and and, and one, right. one aspect of how developers work is they work very closely with designers. Uh, so absolutely, that is a problem. Um, you know, that is that is a problem we're trying to solve with, with Studio. And if you look at how things have you know, been, you know, if you look at how things are today, uh, designers do sometimes struggle to work efficiently with developers and vice versa, even though they're both super passionate about delivering a great app at the end of the day. Uh, we surveyed, I think, over 800 front-end and full-stack developers, and more than 80% said they work with UX designers and consider them a really integral part of the development process. Right. Yeah, but but you know, all that said developers do find sometimes the implementation of the designs to be a little bit tedious, a little bit manual and, and, and daunting.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you got, I don't know if this is any different, but I used to get like PDFs, right? So you got have go. PDFs yeah. of Illustrator and it's like, okay, code this, like make this do something. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely being able to talk in your own world.
1: Yeah. So that, that's actually a good segue. So let's talk about some of the tools that designers have used over time uh, and how they've evolved and how Amplify Studio can kind of plug into sort of the latest generation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you know, in the recent past, you had designers and even today using Photoshop. Photoshop, amazing tool, but it's not really meant to map to code. Right. right. Similarly, you have vector based drawing uh, tools. Uh, likewise, the layers and those tools are not uh, not meant to map to code. They're really great tools for visual designs in a free form way. But they don't really help with creating structured, reusable UI and, and UI components. And now with the introduction of things like auto layout, color styles, and, and, and um, you know variants, there has been an emergence of a new class of design tools. And Figma, in particular, is a very popular design and prototyping tool that has moved closer, has moved designers closer to how UI code is written and how developers right. structure UI in like a structured way. But there's, you know, so I guess it's a lot closer. But still, the handoff between the designer and the developer uh, requires manual implementation, you know, and that's where, where, you know, that's really where the new stuff we shipped in Studio uh, Studio comes in. Developers can take UI components that their designers created in Figma, and then they can automatically translate that into React into React code. You know, oh, connect nice. that to the backend and ultimately pull it into their app.
0: So, is it? Would you say that? Uh, you know, low code, no code. This has come out on a couple (laughs) of different of these episodes recently. Um, So you would, would you say, and, you know, looking at some of the press around the keynote, would you say this is a local tool? Like, can you speak to really what all that means uh, as far as uh, this looks? Yeah.
1: No, that's a great question. And one that's come up a lot. And, you know, interestingly, our intention wasn't really to be grouped into uh, into low code. Uh, It kind of some of it just took off on its. You know, some of that messaging kind of took off on its own. But you know, nice. just starting with the starting with the customer, working backwards from developers. You know, what we hear from developers is they want an end-to-end solution that simplifies front-end and back-end development. But here's the key thing: uh, app code and infrastructure as code needs to be the final artifact. So, at the end of the day, it's about developers. It's about code, both the app code and the infrastructure as code. So they, you know, the customers we talk to want to reduce the amount of coding, you know, they want to focus more on what differentiates their app, but they ultimately want full control over our code, so that uh, over their code. So that's what, you know, that's what Studio is about at the end of the end of the day. And if you contrast that, you know, uh, with no code, for example, you know, no code typically targets a different audience, like business, business users, citizen developers, and generally that it doesn't require that audience to have software development skills or to work with uh, to work with code. And then if you contrast studio with like, you know, the more traditional notion, industry notion of low code, studio is is, you know, proudly more developer focused. So the as we, as we talked about, it generates front end code developers might have written themselves. But you know, perhaps where the low code messaging comes in, it it does it with the speed of a low code tool. Uh, But at the end of the day, the code that Studio generates uses common frameworks and languages, React, JavaScript, and TypeScript. You know, there's no like secret. There's no proprietary framework you have to understand. And the code is the source of truth, which you know you can check that into source control. So at the end of the day, with this approach, you know developers save time. They don't. They they don't have. They they save. They avoid writing thousands of lines of codes, but they still get full control and the ability to extend their application using AWS as their needs evolve.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Like, I've seen people extend using you know, CDK and other things. I just, I love that. It, I look at it as just a, a time saver. Um, and you've, you've got me thinking a little bit about uh, front end, back end, full stack. When you think about your customers, the developers that are using this product, You know, what kind of tools are they using on the back end? Are we doing anything to help developers, you know, kind of simplify that and understand so that it's, you know, across the the entire spectrum and not just, you know, these kind of front end UX components?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and and there has been a lot of um, uh, a lot of changes in the landscape, you know, recently around like having more streamlined front. Sometimes it's called front to back, you know, front to back development, <laughs> where instead yeah. of there being an explicit front end step and an explicit back end step, you can kind of work on both together. Um, and 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 you know, Amplify really does sort of fit that you know fit that pattern. Now you can use Amplify exclusively for the back end, exclusively for the front end, like we talked about. But if you use everything together, it really kind of embraces this front to back approach, where you're like, well, I need auth in my app, I need data in my app, and as you use our tools, you're getting help with both the app creation, so the front end, um, as well as the back end, using infrastructure, you know, in infrastructure as code. And the idea is, you know, you can get started, you can go pretty deep without any AWS, um, AWS expertise. But unlike other abstractions, so you may have heard industry terms like backend as a service or mobile backend as a service. So we're different from that in that the underlying, at the end of the day, you're getting, you have access to AWS. Like we're not, we're not like, we're not fully abstracting away AWS. At the end of the day, when you deploy your app, you can go to the AWS console and see different services provisioned and interact with them. So you get, you know, you get this nice balance between time to market, but then full control and transparency and, and, and visibility.
0: And there, and there's a lot to this. And, and so we've kind of been describing this at a high level and, and, and the, the problems that it's solving for developers. What does that look like today? And I'll, I'll include these links, but I, I'm a developer. I'm listening to this. I head over to Amplify. What's available today for me uh, when I go and I check all of this out?
1: Yeah, got it. Yeah, so we, we touched on it a little bit at the start, but you know, just to recap a little bit, you know, there's there's three types of tools. There's tools for creating the backend uh, in a more use case focused way. So that's the Amplify CLI, as well as you know, part of Amplify Studio. So you can go to Amplify Studio, you can model data, you can configure off. Right. So both the CLI and and the backend parts of Studio help you create your backend in an abstracted you know in an abstracted you know use case focused way. Uh, then there's the libraries. Which include UI components, which helps you add those capabilities to your app in just a few lines of you know few lines of code, and then finally, uh, finally, there's hosting, which lets you take uh, static web applications as well as Next.js applications and deploy them uh, to AWS simply by connecting Source Control, uh, whether or not you have yet adopted Amplify for anything anything else.
0: Got it. And where does like the admin UI fit into all of that?
1: Oh, yeah, great question. So, you know, with the launch of Studio, we just rolled in all of the admin UI functionality into Studio. We wanted one product for all of the visual development experience in Amplify. So, you know, if if you prefer command line tools, you can exclusively use the uh, Amplify CLI and, you know, basically never touch the console. (laughs) If you prefer, you know, visual development or a mix of visual development and sort of command line development, you would go to Studio. And Studio Release uh, helps you do two things. It helps you create the backend, which is all the functionality that used to be called admin UI. And it helps you create the front end and connect the front end to the backend, which is the new stuff that we launched at, at reInvent.
0: Okay. I'm checking all of this out. I I have a low code solution. I'm starting to generate some project stuff and now I want to modify it. Right. Maybe I want to like change default settings. I want to, I want to make it my own and, I know Amplify now has launched these extensibility features. Can you talk a little bit more about how a developer can take advantage of that and how they can start to extend what Amplify uh, is already, you know, creating for them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so one, you know, one, uh, you know, I'll speak kind of in generality, and then I'll talk about uh, Amplify's right. approach specifically. So, you know, one, you know, one challenge sometimes with abstractions is they, the abstractions make it really easy to do the things that they support. But right. then you might hit a wall if you want to do something that falls outside what the abstraction supports, right? And, and that was, you know, in fairness, that was a criticism of Amplify um, as well, right. especially as it related to the backend, you know, configuring and creating the backend. So we addressed those concerns uh, in November as well uh, with the launch of uh, a number of extensibility features in, in, um, in Amplify. So I'll walk through the three, the three main ones, if that sounds good. Yeah, please do. So the first and each one is kind of like progressively more, and you'll see what I mean in this. You'll see what I mean by more in a second. So the yeah, so the first one allows you to take some of Amplify's existing categories, so things like auth, and tweak that one or two settings that Amplify just doesn't let you tweak. So you know, I'll give you a specific example. Say, say I'm building an app and I want to change my the default validity period of my temporary password to three days you know and that's not a that's not a knob we expose and amplify so what you can do is if you're using the cli for example you can run amplify override auth and then you can use cdk which means you can get typescript and intellisense and all of that kind of yeah. stuff to to take what we've generated and and just tweak that one setting so you can change the password validity
0: love it and so can you talk a little bit about extending that we just had a, a, a cdk episode as cdk v2 launched as well and you know all of that goodness can you talk a little bit about extending amplify with cdk and like maybe how that fits into devops pipelines and that whole uh, picture
1: sure yeah so the you know the 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 first thing we talked about just to be clear does use cdk but it's it's you know the it, it works for capabilities that amplify already has right so we already support auth, but Got you it. know you can override it uh, i think where you're going with this is like what about I need to use like an AWS service that that's not supported by Amplify at all, uh, and, and and yeah, that is now enabled as well. So what you can do instead of Amplify override is you run you run Amplify add custom, and then we generate you know a starter, we kind of generate a starter TypeScript uh, TypeScript file with all the CDK stuff ready to go preloaded, and then you can configure other backend capabilities that we don't support things like SQS for example if you want to process order fulfillment events. And yeah, we make it really easy to reference stuff you created using Amplify. So let's say from, you know, SQS might not be the best example, but let's say you, you, you know, from one resource, you need to re- reference a resource created with Amplify, we give you that kind of bi-directional mapping. So it's really easy to do that.
0: And so can I, how does this integrate with the pipeline now? Uh, I yeah. say I got to push something to production. Does Amplify kind of export all of that? How does that work?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, too. So another piece of feedback. So the first two things we talked about are really about extending the back end.
0: Right.
1: But another class of feedback we got is is I love Amplify's developer experience. But at the end of the day, I have a deployment team. I have a DevOps team. And... They're going to deploy things the way they they deploy, which which oftentimes is things like CDK or or, or cloud formation. They're not going to entertain yeah. a new <laughs> a new tool in their deployment tool chain. So that's what this last uh, last class of features is about. We launched a command called Amplify Export, which allows you to export your Amplify backend as a CDK app, and then you can deploy that with you know existing existing pipelines uh, you might have.
0: I th- there's so much to this. So and I'll I'll add all these links just your team making things better for whether you're a front end developer, you're an experienced professional, just that, that the, the whole stack. And I, I feel like this release kind of tied things together in a much better way, more discoverable and made it very extensive so that it can actually fit environments um, that are much more complex in the way we see things in the real world. What has you, you know, what's got you excited about what's next? Can you, can you share anything? I know you just had this big reinvent launch what are some of the things you're hearing what are you what are you working on yeah
1: I can share um, I can share a little bit about what's on our uh, pl- uh, you know roadmap for studio specifically like the new stuff yeah but then I can also share you know a little bit about um, the underlying foundation so things like the CLI and and, and the libraries as, as well yes you know, so on the studio side you know uh, you know first off we launched this preview in um, uh, it's an open preview but we launched this preview at reinvent and we're working hard to for the general availability, which will be the end end of Q1. Just to be clear, everything else amplify is general availability. I'm talking specifically about the new UI UI building capabilities that will be GA by the end of Q1. Right. Uh, you know, also in 2022, we're going to generate code for UI frameworks uh, beyond React. So today, when you use Studio, we generate React code. Uh, we'll be looking to generate code for other web frameworks as well as uh, you know mobile mobile frameworks as well. Oftentimes, you know, oftentimes um, even in the same organization, you're building a mobile app and a web app, so we're, we're trying to increase our framework support. Uh, yeah. with Studio, And then finally, we're going to launch more UI components. So whether or not you're using Studio or just you know, uh, writing code directly, we'll give you more UI components with the idea that uh, it's less code you have to write. So today, we have that authenticator component I talked about uh, for, for web and for Flutter. We'll support more you know, more platforms. And then, and look, you know, stay tuned for more UI components, some more like, you know, fully functional cloud connected UI components, which you can just uh, just drop into your app. And then, Perfect. you know, beyond, you know, beyond Studio and UI, there's many more things coming to the foundation as well. So the libraries, the, the CLI, you know, I think the best way to stay abreast of that kind of stuff is, you know, is to engage with us on GitHub. Uh, engage with us uh, on Discord. You know, all of the all of the the underlying stuff is open source, and we you know we we engage with customers in a really open way. We do RFCs, so that's the best way to stay abreast of what we're doing there.
0: Love it, uh, and I'll add I'll add the Discord in the website. I'll put in uh, Werner's keynote and the and the GitHub. Is there uh, is there a place that folks can follow you online?
1: Yes, uh, I um, I'm on Twitter, and I think I was the first Mohit on Twitter, probably. That's how? My, yeah
0: uh, wow so. how did you get like i love that you got your first name that is and that's a you know it's not it's a there's a, a lot of mohits so congrats to you of,
1: yeah so i'm yeah. just add Mohit. that's probably the best uh that's probably the best way to 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 reach out uh reach out to me online
0: perfect and i'll and, and i'll add that to the show enough thank you for coming on the on the show today i i think developers will be excited about that and uh, I, I really appreciate you just kind of opening up a little more and just going into some details, some of the problems that you're trying to solve and, and, and what's coming in the space. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Really appreciate the opportunity.